I want us to, to talk about the fear of God, the fear of God, and we hear the word fear of God so many times, and um, I believe that we need to understand what does it mean to fear God. Based on my study on this topic, the fear of God, the definition of fear is a painful emotion or passion excited by the expectation of evil or the apprehension of impending danger, anxiety, alarm, or dread. So that's one aspect of fear. And apprehension of God's wrath, the trembling and awful dreadfulness but there's another definition of fear it means respectful reverence for men of authority or worth respectful reverence for men of authority or worth and the Hebrew for fear is yaha and it means to arise and it also means wonder awe, and and reverence and then I also look up the Greek. It's, it means that to take caution, carefulness, marvel. So these are the definition of what fear is. Because we at times say to ourselves and we say to people the fear of God. And sometimes we don't really know what, what does it mean to fear God. So my simple definition is a feeling or a mental state of reverence or and respect so that's one definition and the other one is an unpleasant mental emotional state caused by a sense of danger a feeling of reverence or a mental state of reverence or and respect now the question to you and I is what or who do we fear we all have fears. Amen. There's nothing wrong about having fears. See, our fears can be directed to, towards God, man, or things. We have instances in the Bible, especially in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 28. The first person is God. Because Jesus said, if you are going to be terrified... If you are going to be afraid, I would tell you who to fear. It said, fear God. It said, the reason why you should fear God, that's in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. It says, the reason why I believe, I'm not too sure if that's the right quotation, but I'm just um, coming up with this verse where Jesus mentioned, I would tell you who to fear. It says, fear God. If you are going to be afraid, if you are going to be terrified of people, if you are going to be terrified of the devil, if you are going to be terrified of life, because Jesus was trying to tell them that, why are you guys anxious? Why are you guys dreadful? Why are you guys fearful of everything? But you know what? If you guys are actually going to be afraid, be afraid of God. He said, the reason why you should be afraid of God is this. He said, because he has the right to take your life. 
And after he has taken your life, he has the right to determine where you're going to spend your eternity. He said, if you guys are going to be afraid, that's what you guys should be afraid of. Amen? Then the Bible talks about perfect love cast out fear. And the Bible talks about it's a fearful thing for you and I to fall under the wrath of God. It's a fearful thing. But the Bible also mentioned that God does not take pleasure in destroying the wicked. So there's a balance to all that. Amen. So at times you and I, we are afraid of spiritual beings. We are afraid of the devil. Because the Bible said the enemy appears as an angel of light. As a roaring lion. not an, yeah, an angel of light. But also as a roaring lion. And the reason why he appears as a roaring lion is to terrify you and I. And he makes himself as a lion to the point where we become victims. And, and fear can lead to doubt. Fear can, can lead to unbelief. That's one thing I've learned in my previous experiences that because of fear, you can diminish the power of God. Because of fear, you can diminish the goodness of God. So there's a limit to our fear. Amen? And then the Bible says in Psalm 33 verse 8, it says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. All the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. That definition, when you and I come in the presence of the Lord, based on our definition, we should come psalm 33 33 verse 8 we should come with caution we should come with carefulness we should come as if we are approaching a king as if we're approaching a king we should come with our heads bow we should come with our hands up because we are approaching in hall and the reason why at times we don't we don't we don't come to god as such a hall it's because we don't know his worth. We don't know his essence. The Bible said my people perish for lack of knowledge. Knowledge is very important. That is why you and I, we do Bible studies or whenever we have the opportunity to hear ministers. It's because that knowledge is not just in the head. That knowledge is meant for you and I to utilize, to know who God is and apply it in situation. When you're in need, you know scripture says that he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. That verse is not just in the Bible just for the sake of being there. It is meant for you to use in your life. Amen? So that's how pretty much I have come across. I'm like, you know what? I am not just trying to study or read the Bible. But I have to apply it in certain situations when the Holy Spirit gives me a verse. Speak it. Think it. Amen? So it is recommended for you and I, all mankind, believers and unbelievers alike, to fear God. Some people don't fear God. They will curse God. That is why I appreciate, sometimes I have respect for the Muslim religion. Because they have that awe for Allah. They have that respect for God. But for some of us as believers, we take God for granted. Amen? 
So, but it is recommended and commanded that you and I, we should fear God and stand in awe of him. Everybody. And then, like I said, fear is a natural state. It can be healthy and unhealthy. There's a place where when you are afraid to prevent you from doing something harmful or to prevent something harmful to happen to you. There's a place for that type of fear to occur. But when, when you are overwhelmed with fear, it can become unhealthy, unhelpful to you. You are consumed. Even, do you know that even our problems can terrify us? And make us feel that, wow, God, this problem is too much. This problem is going to kill us. Just like our sister was praying today. All these problems that sometimes make us terrified. God, can I change? God, can I stop this addiction? God, can I become a new person? I have been in this for so long. Is this possible for me to change? You have that fear that God is my life going to move forward? You have that fear that God, am I going to be able to pray? Am I going to be able to fulfill my destiny? Am I going to be able to, to change? And that creates doubts in our mind. To say, no, well, forget it. I don't think there's going to be any hope. I don't think there's going to be any transformation. I don't think there's going to be any, any, anything for me in this life. So that can cause unhealthy fear. So there are two types of fears. There's one reverential fear, which is healthy fear. That is the fear that, that, that you and I, we should have for God. It's a sense of reverence and respect. Respect for God, respect for the things of God, reverence for God's ministers, reverence for worship, reverence for service, reverence for everything that has to do with God and everything that is sanctified, everything that is holy so this type of fear reverential fear actually draws you towards god it draws you towards god so the other type of fear is terrorized fear that's the fear that is harmful that is the fear that is unhealthy that sense of terror and dread and that is the fear that you and i we see in the bible most times when god says fear not that is the fear that God does not want us for you and I to have. Fear not. He said this type of fear not is harmful to you. This type of fear not. Don't fear man. Don't fear Satan. Don't fear the dreams that you're having. It makes you. And this type of fear withdraws you from God. It makes you walk away from God because this fear consumes your mind, overwhelms your mind. It makes you feel hopeless. It makes you feel like things will never change and you, and, 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 and you will start to be pessimistic and you will depreciate the power of God. You will depreciate the worth of God. We're going to get there what it, means to, uh, what, what it means the fear of the Lord. So the first mention of, of fear it's in Genesis chapter 9 verse 2 in the Old Testament and the New Testament the first mention of the word fear is in Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 and do you do you know that as Bible students do you guys know that the word fear <laughs> it's about 365 times in the Bible 
the word fear 365 times in the Bible. There are few words in the Bible that, that we have so much in it. And, and those words create an emphasis on life. One of them is fear. So that word, we can find that word in Genesis chapter 9 verse 2. When you have time, take a look. And we can also find it in Matthew chapter 1 verse 1 in the New Testament. Now the question I want to ask us is that, why do you and I have to fear God? You're asking yourself, well, why should I fear God? We read from Sam about all nations should fear God. In Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1, it is commanded. Solomon said, fear the Lord and the king. Fear the Lord and the king. But you see, you and I, we fear each other. We fear the government. We fear things. We fear spiritual entities. But when it comes to God, we don't fear him. Because why? We don't see him. Because why? Yes, God is, God is very good. God is so good. But this same God has the ability to cast somebody in hell. The same God that we're talking about. This same God says that it's, it's a fearful thing for any man to fall under his judgment. Look at this COVID. People are terrified of this COVID. Just a small virus. But can you imagine the hand of God? No man can, can survive it. No man can survive it. The Bible said in Revelation that if God did not shorten it for the sake of the elect, nobody will survive it. So that should actually put a sense of fear in us. But I don't want to terrify you and I. If we, if we go to Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 12, the Lord actually asks for it. The Lord asks for it. The Lord asks for it. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 12. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12. The Lord asks for it. Now we're going to get to the main subject matter, the fear of the Lord, which is the reverential, respectful, and awe of Him. And this type of fear attracts you to God. When you stand in the presence of God, you forget about everything else. You forget about everybody else. You bow before God. You lift up your hands. Sometimes when people come on this pulpit and, and give us instructions to bow our heads, to, to lift up our hands, that's a sign of the fear of God. It's not just a practical activity. It has a spiritual implication. You see, to fear God, we need to know what it is in the first place, which we have done. But this type of fear that we're talking about is reverential, meaning it's respectful. And we're doing this because of God's sovereignty, because of God's worth. God's sovereignty in a sense that he is in authority, he is in charge. 
God's worth in a sense that he is the king of kings. He is full of majesty. If I, myself, I can be paranoid when I see a beautiful lady. I pray that God will give me the same. <laughs> so that <laughs> when I stand in the presence of God, I will have that same fear that I have for a beautiful... Can you imagine? I will see a beautiful lady. I won't even open. I'll be afraid to speak. I'll, I'll be shaken. I said, God, what type of fear is this that is unhealthy? So, if you and I go to Psalm chapter 19, verse 9. I like this. Psalm chapter 19, verse 9. It says... The fear of the Lord is clean, pure, and enduring forever. The fear of the Lord is clean. The Bible said perfect love casts out fear. This type of fear respects and responds to the authority of God. This type of fear sees God's correction as love. My dad is going to correct me, not because he doesn't like me, but because he loves me. My dad is going to expose my heart, not because he want to put me to shame, it's because he loves me. So you don't need to be afraid. Because why? The fear of the Lord is clean, pure, and enduring forever. It is meant for our own good. That's what it is. It says, it is the beginning of knowledge. In Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. When you have that respect and reverence for God, it is the beginning of knowledge. Because when you respect somebody, you want to give them your attention. You want to listen to them. You know their worth. You know they are, they are in authority. You know their essence. You know their value. And whatever they will say to you. You say, Daddy, what are you saying? My son, I want you to go there. I want you to do this. Yes, Daddy. But those who hate knowledge, they don't fear God. Can you imagine? The Bible says... Those who hate knowledge don't fear God. That's in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 29. Those who hate knowledge don't fear God. Knowledge of who? Of God. You don't want to know who this God is. You don't want to know his worth. And then it says the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. So it is the beginning of knowledge. And the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. So this, this is what the fear of the Lord is. It's wisdom to have reverence for God. It's wisdom to be cautious and careful when you are in the presence of God. It's wisdom. It's wisdom to bow your heads when you're praying. It's wisdom to lift up your hands in the heavens when it's wisdom. Because why? It's a sign that you respect and value and revere and you stand in awe of the King of Kings. And I pray that that will be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. 
It says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. We have that in Proverbs chapter 8 verse 13. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 6. Job 28 verse 28. This is key. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Because when you, when you revere God, when you respect God, you want to do what pleases him. You want to do what pleases the king. Because the king is righteous, so you want to do what is right. The king is loving, so you want to do what is loving. You hate evil. You don't want to, you don't want to commit evil to another person. Because you're in fear of God. So you ate evil. What type of evil? Pride and arrogance. That's the fear of God. You ate evil. Pride and arrogance. And the heart opposes the virtue of humility. Sin of the mind and heart. When you have the fear of the Lord, you respect another human being. When you have the fear of the Lord, you acknowledge that God, you are the source of everything. You are the source of my knowledge. You are the source of my wisdom. You are the source of my breakthrough. You are the source of my success. You are the source of everything. You know it's not within yourself. You said, I'm standing before the king. And the king is going to bless me. The fear of the Lord to hate evil and the evil way, the manner of life. Anything that is evil, the sin of conduct. He said, you know what? I'm not going to go there because I fear God, man. How can I do such a wicked act? How can I, how can I take advantage of this woman? How can I do such things? You see, when people fear God, They'll be very careful what they do to each other. You think twice that God is watching. How can I betray this sister? How can I betray this brother? What did they do to me? But when you have that fear of God, you hate evil. Amen? It talks about the beginning of wisdom, the instruction of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is also the fountain of life. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 27. Proverbs 19 verse 23. It says the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Fountain of life. Because when you revere God, when you respect, one thing I've learned about God is that when you, when you come to God and you give your best to him, he will give you his best. When you come to God and you take him seriously and you're a student, you say, God, I want to know you. God, I'm serious about you. You have that attitude of eagerness, that attitude to say, well, God, I want to know you. I know your worth. So, God, I want you to change me. Jesus, who are you? I've heard so much about you. When God sees that eagerness, when God sees that desire, when God sees that yawning, when God sees you panting after him, it will just open the floodgates of heaven. 
See, this person is really wants to know me. This person is serious about me. God will never impose himself upon you. You have to be willing. Amen? So, let's go to all the benefits of the fear of the Lord. It produces long life. Because certain actions in life you will not take. If you're doing business, you will not go into, into negotiation thinking about selfishness. Because you know it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off. If you're a young man, you fear God not to join gangs. Because you're like, you know what? This is an easy way to die. Early. So another benefit is produce strong confidence and security. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 28. It produces strong confidence and security. You don't have to be afraid because why? You did the right thing. You don't have to be afraid because why? You respect God. You revere Him. You're on God's side. So you're confident that nothing is going to move you. You're secure. It produces riches and honor and life. You always do the right thing. It is wisdom. It is the fountain of life. So all this stuff you're going to get. Wisdom, life, knowledge. That's in Proverbs chapter 22 verse 4. It also makes you to be zealous. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 17. It makes you to have that zestful life. That yawning. These are all the benefits that God will give you when you fear him. When you revere him. You are blessed. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. You are blessed. And the fear of God will actually make you to walk uprightly. We have that in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 2. The fear of God will make you to lack nothing. We have that in Psalm 34, verse 9. Obviously, the fear of God will give you an eye of wisdom. Mercy extends. We have that in Luke chapter 1 verse 50. I like this one in Psalm 25 verse 14. It says, it will make you become a friend of God. It will make you become a friend of God. Because any, anything that you want to do, you fear the master. You consult him. You acknowledge him. And then if you fear God, you will have the message of salvation. Acts chapter 13, verse 26. You will have the message of salvation. Because of time, that's the reason why I didn't want us to, for us to read these verses. But I just give you the verses so that when you have time and when you go home, you can do that. You have the message of salvation. Because when, when, when a, a minister talks about the gospel, that hey, Christ is the only way. There's no other way. When you listen to that message... Because you fear God that, wow, there's this God. If I die, man, I'm going to hell. I better give my life to God. So it opens the way for salvation. Amen? It takes you to heaven. Because when you fear God, you're careful how you conduct yourself. How you live. How you think. How you feel. You always want to do what is right on a day-to-day -day basis. You're conscious about heaven. You don't want to miss heaven. In Exodus chapter 20 verse 20 it says, It keeps you from sinning. It keeps you from sinning. Because why? You fear God.
You're afraid of him. You respect him as well. Just, you know what? I, can, I cannot do this. God is watching me. And, and there are consequences for my actions. Yes, God will provide you mercy and grace. And then another benefit is deliverance. We have that in Psalm chapter 85, verse 9. It produces deliverance. You see, the Bible talks about those who don't have the fear of God. Those who are not even afraid of God. Such people, they're very proud. Such people are very proud. Who is God to tell me what to do? Who is God to tell me? Who is God to call the shots? Who is God? That's the, who is God? Oh, the big man upstairs? The big man upstairs? The big man upstairs? Wow, no fear of God at all. They just want to do whatever they want to do. And such people, they hate knowledge. They're not interested to know about God. Why are you telling me about Jesus? Who is Jesus? I don't want to know. They will tell, actually, they will tell they know about Jesus. But they don't, they don't even know who Jesus is. Oh, I've heard about Jesus. And do you know that if you don't fear God, you're a fool? That's what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. Those that don't fear God, they're fools. Because they despise wisdom and instruction. And the only way you can obtain wisdom and instruction is the fear of the Lord. So if you don't fear God, you're a fool. And the fear of God, for those who don't fear Him, can actually take them to hell. We have that in Luke chapter 23, verse 40. This is a dangerous stuff. People that don't fear God can actually end up in hell. People that don't, don't even have the consciousness of God. They can treat anybody, anyhow, commit atrocities, any of crimes. Such people, they can end up going to hell. Because why? The fear of God is not in them. I want to leave you with this. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13. That's one word that is so difficult to pronounce. This is Solomon. A wise man. He had it all in life. Everything that you and I were looking for in this life. He had it all. <laughs> if you have time, read the book of Ecclesiastes. It will tell you life under the sun, what life under the sun is, a life without God, he will tell you. And Solomon is a perfect example. He had it all, the woman, the wealth, the wisdom, he had it all. But his conclusion at the end is this. He said, you know what? I've enjoyed life. I have, I have slept with all type of women. I've eaten all type of exotic food. No, I've, I've built mansion, I've achieved, I have so much education. Man, oh my God, I have done a lot, man. I've done so much. What he said is vanity upon vanity. He said, what's the, what's the point of this? And this is his conclusion. He says, fear God. He said, while you're doing that stuff, keep God in mind. You're not living for yourself, brother. You have to give account to God. If you live a selfish life and a wicked life, 
in a prideful life as if God doesn't exist, you're not going to stand before the creator who created you, telling people that you're a monkey, that you and I, we, are, we came from monkeys. That's another life from the devil. So that, so that, so that, so, oh my God, so that the enemy will make you think that, you know what? We are monkeys. As a result, we don't have to give an account to nobody. But it says, fear God. And do what? Keep his commandments. He said, that's what life is all about. He said, if you fear, he said, you actually, he said, he said, do you want life? Because this life that I've had, my friend, if you read the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon would tell you pretty much all the things that we think we can get life from. Achievements, woman, wisdom, even knowledge. He said, this is vanity. This is emptiness. This is emptiness. He was searching for life. He says, you know what? I've been looking for life, man. But at the end, this is what I got. Fear God and keep his commandment. And what is the greatest commandment? I think it was two days ago I was reading uh, the, uh, the, the Gospels. And then the Pharisees. These are religious people, religious people. They asked Jesus two questions. They said, Jesus, uh, uh, what is the greatest commandment? And the second question is, Jesus, how can we obtain eternal life? Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus, how can we obtain eternal life? Because, they wanted, because there's so many commandments that you have to follow, right? Like, yo, this is too much. I can't be doing this. And it's okay, you know what? How do I make it to heaven? How do I have internal life that you're talking about? And Jesus said, again, they asked for the greatest commandment. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your entity. He said, that actually covers everything. Because when you love God, you will spend time with God, you will commune with him. In return, God will empower you to resist the flesh. God is in you. Paul said, in Christ I live, in Christ I speak, in Christ I walk. So that is the greatest commandment. So Solomon is saying here that fear God and keep his commandments. If you can have that in mind, the first and the greatest commandment of all, to love God with all your heart, not just with your heart, with your mind, mental. So love is not just emotion. You know, when you when you like a woman, you see too. You know, you and I as young men, that foggy emotions come in place. <laughs> After that, and don't disappear. The mental state will come. Do you really love? We can come to church with good feeling. Ah, I feel the anointing. I'm in love with Jesus. <laughs> but then, when you go outside, life is knocking at you. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> But if you're not mentally instill in your mind that God, you love me. God, I love you. And it says, love him with all your might. So love is not just a chemical reaction, a feeling. Your heart, mentally, reading his word, knowing about him with all your might. Because it's going to be a challenge. Because Satan is going to come tell you to accuse God. 
He said, why are you suffering? It's because God doesn't love me. Oh, why are these evil things happening to me? God is, see, I told you, God doesn't love you. And now you're afraid. No, no, God doesn't love me. Why are you, why are you broke? I told you, God doesn't love you. But that scripture comes to mind. He will cause all things together to those who love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. That is why love entails knowledge of God with all your mind and with all your soul and your body. Your body too. That's also part of loving God. Your hands working for God, serving God. That's also part of loving God. It's not just one area. It's not just with your heart. Your mind, everything includes. And then in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, it says, There's no fear in love. There's no fear in love. Because the only thing that can, that can cast out fear is love. When you're afraid, why do you think little children, when they're afraid, daddy will come. Daddy will say, come hug me. They feel protected. They feel comforted. They feel secure. You see, when you read the book of Psalms, I like David a lot because David is such a man that, that is so humble. He exposes his life. He said, God, I'm crying. God, I'm in pain. God, 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 look, God, look. People are chasing after me. God, please answer me. If you read the book of Psalms, David, David is like a child crying to God. Daddy, I need you. Daddy, come for me. Daddy, I've cried out to you. You didn't hear me. He said, no, but nevertheless, I know you will come for me. The book of Psalms is actually a good book to read when things are not working out for you. When you feel like, like you're hopeless, you're sad, read it and learn from David. When David cried, he will pray. When David expressed himself to God, he would say at the end, you know what? I have confidence in God. And then he will show you what God did. He came, he came, he came true. So there's, there's no fear in love. You can come to God because you respect him. You know that, Daddy, um, this issue, you know what? I'm not going to overestimate it. Yes, it's a big issue. It's a complex issue. But when it comes to you, no, 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 no. I'm not going to overestimate I'm not going to overestimate it over you so perfect love cast out fear so think about the four hours whenever you come across the fear of the Lord the first hour is reverence reverence in a sense that oh reverence wow you marvel wow the beauty the glory that is when people, when people see the glory and the beauty of Jesus, like, wow, God is beautiful. And then the second R is respect. You respect God. You might say, you know what? How do you, how do you respect God? He said, Jesus Christ said, how do you show that you love me or how do you show that you're obeying me? It's what you do to each other. We respect each other as God's ministers. That's actually respecting God. You might not see him face to face, but you're respecting him. What you and I do to one another is what we do to Jesus. 
You regard God. You, you have it in consideration. Everything that you do, you regard Him. And then the last one, you respond to God. You respond to Him. When God says this, say, yes, Daddy. I'm going to leave you with this particular verse, Psalm chapter 86, verse 11. It says, teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. That is Psalm 86, verse 11. God bless you.